اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وی شیل انشاءاللہ بی پریزنٹنگ سملٹینیس انگلیش ٹرانسلیشن آف دی فرائیڈے سرمن بائی امیر المومنین حضرت خلیفت المسیح دا فورتھ پرٹ ایٹ بیت النور نونسپیٹ ہالینڈ آن تھرڈ آف مئی نائنٹین نائنٹی ون أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين ولدی آج کا یہ خطبہ میں ہالینڈ کی جماعت نون سے لے رہا ہوں حضور سیز آئی ایم ڈلیورنگ دس سرمن ان نون اسپیٹ ہالینڈ ویئر آئی ہیو کم ٹو اٹینڈ دی اینول گیدرنگ آف مجلس خدام الحمدیہ ایز یوزول دس سرمن از آلسو بینگ ہرڈ لائیو ان ویریس کنٹریز تھرو ٹیلی کمیونیکیشن مینس we expect that as usual we will link up with japan also but for the time being this link has not been established in united kingdom the jamaats who are listening this sermon live are east london south oldlow croydon london mosque manchester and gillingham similarly the jamaats in germany and mauritius are also listening this arrangement which has been established through telecommunication means in this our friend from london said jaswal sahib his brothers and brother-in-law has done much work and he has also come here with his team so that the jamaats who are accustomed to hearing the sermon live should not remain deprived of the sermons which will be delivered during this tour after these introductory remarks i will now return to the main subject which is continuing as a series and relates to this prayer of chapter al fatiha ihdina surat al mustaqim surat al ladina anamta alaihim that o allah guide us in the straight path in that path which was followed by those on whom you bestowed your blessings i had mentioned that those on whom blessings were bestowed they gained their objectives through prayer and did not succeed just through human effort for us also this prayer of the chapter al-fatiha has opened up a succession of quranic prayers and those series of prayers are preserved fully in the holy quran it reads not just the prayers of the prophets but the prayers of other righteous people and of other chosen people of god have also been preserved for us in the holy quran for today's sermon the first prayer is for parents which a man should say it is a revealed prayer in the sense 
that Allah himself taught this prayer to his holiness Muhammad Mustafa may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and his followers there is rabbir hamhuma kama rabbayani sagira oh my lord send mercy on both of them on my father and on my mother as they have been training me from my childhood but to understand the depth of this prayer it is necessary to know the background which the same verse is putting clearly before us so after studying the whole verse we learn the full importance of this prayer and this subject so illumines on us as to what things must be kept in view as we say this prayer the verse is wa qadwa rabbuka alla ta'budu illa iyahu wa bil walidayni ihsana that allah has destined this has decreed here instead of allah the word is rabbuka your lord o muhammad may peace and blessings of allah be upon him your lord has decreed allah ta'budu illa iyahu that beside him you should worship none wa bil walidayni ihsana and you should be kind to your parents to treat the parents kindly has such importance that after the teaching of unity of allah on the next stage whatever allah commanded was that you should treat your parents kindly in what sense the word ihsan has been used here i will tell it little later imma yablughanna indaka al-kibara ahaduhum aw kilahum fala taqul lahum uffin wala tanharhum wa qul lahum qawlan karima if one of them in your lifetime reaches old age whether one of them or both of them reach old age fala taqul lahum uffin you must not utter a word of complaint the meaning of not saying even o oh means that in their old age they can do such things which will be different from the way they treated you in your childhood in your childhood they continued to bring you up mercifully but in old age man has no control over his feelings he becomes more touchy and many weaknesses in his health create peevishness in his temperament then there are many kinds of feelings of deprivation children grow up and set up on homes and compared to the way parents expect that with his kindness towards his own children he will treat us in a similar manner it may have few lacks or the parents have this wrong notion that he does not love us as he loves his wife and his children so keeping all these things in view the holy quran has said with deep wisdom fala taqul lahuma uffin that such things will happen as a result of which it is possible that you may have justified or unjustified complaint and apparently your parents may treat you harshly and you who are accustomed to their gentle treatment of childhood alarmed by this new treatment you should not utter a word of complaint the word o oh, is not an abusive word is not harsh word it is an expression of sorrow the holy quran says that you must not express even a feeling of sorrow wala tanharuma and the question of a rebuke does not arise at all you must never speak harshly to your parents waqul lahuma qawlan karima you should speak respectfully to them you must always address them with respect waqfid lahuma junah azzul and you should spread wings of your gentleness on them min arrahmati of the and of gentleness or whatever gentleness develops as a result of feeling of mercy you should spread its wings on them
then you should say this prayer. وَقُرْ رَبِّرْ هَمْ هُمْهَا تَمَارَ بَيَانِ سَوِيرَا That, O oh my Lord, have mercy on them. تَمَارَ بَيَانِ سَوِيرَا As in my childhood, they brought me up so mercifully. It is very loving and perfect prayer, and it reminds of the responsibilities which the children have for the parents. There are many other wisdoms concealed in this prayer. Now I will put in somewhat more detail some meanings of this verse. The first thing is that we have been commanded to treat them kindly and not of discharging our duty and kindness apparently is not obligatory. To show kindness is not a matter which is obligatory for each man. Whether one is kind to someone or not, it makes no difference. That is, even if it does make a difference, Kindness is not such a thing that if one did not show it, he is punishable in the sight of God. Here, Allah did not command to fulfill one's obligation. Then why did He command to show kindness? There may be other hidden wisdoms, but there are two such wisdoms which I want to put before you. The first thing is that obligations are carried out first and kindness comes next. If one has not carried out his obligation, then the question of kindness does not arise. Therefore, the Holy Quran, which is full of eloquence and rhetoric, it is the word of God. In one word, it has mentioned the responsibilities which come first, as though it has this expectation of the believer that as far as his day-to-day -day responsibilities are concerned and his obligations are concerned, he certainly fulfills them. There is no question of his not fulfilling them. But as far as parents are concerned, it is not enough to do what he It is necessary to be kind to them. This is one wisdom. The other wisdom is that to understand the word Ahsan here, we will have to seek help from another verse of the Holy Quran, which may be a key to this verse. In another place, Allah says, that what else can be the reward of favor but favor? Therefore, the favor on them is not in the sense as we do favor to each other. This favor is not a one-sided gift from the children to the parents, which is being conferred. Allah is stating that your parents had done favor to you. Therefore, just to do your duty will not be enough. As long as you will not treat them kindly, you will not be counted as those who have done their duty. Therefore, it said, Word of kindness is nothing but kindness. If one is being kind to you continuously and you only discharge your day-to-day -day responsibilities, it is not enough. This meaning has been made clear by the second part of this verse, the last part where this prayer has been taught. O Allah, show mercy to them as they showed mercy to me in my child. They did not just discharge their responsibilities. They did not work hard just to support my life and to fulfill my daily needs. But far greater than that, they treated me with compassion and mercy. At my minor suffering, they used to become restless. At my minor ailments, they used to lose their sleep. The way they treated me is a treatment of mercy. Therefore, as I have been commanded to be them, O Allah, I cannot repay that kindness. Therefore, I seek your help through prayer. And as long as you will not help me in this matter, there are so many favors of my parents on me that whatever effort I may make, I cannot repay those favors. So you please help me. O Allah, you have mercy on them, and whatever shortcoming may remain in my treatment of them, you please make it up 
with your mercy. As they continued to look after me in my childhood, you please show kindness to them in the same way. This prayer has opened up another amazing subject before us, that as far as God is concerned, parents need His support. And by the words, Uffin Lahuma, we have been reminded of their human weakness. There also Allah's Rabb attribute is needed the most. Right up to His last breath, man remains in need of the support of Allah's Rabb attribute. Therefore, this prayer is a perfect prayer, and its meaning will be that, O oh God, although apparently their limbs have become infirm and they are becoming weak, after strength weakness has set in, but when one is weak, one needs support with more mercy. When I was a child, my parents showed mercy because of my infirmity. The word Sagiran has told us that when one is grown up, the treatment of mercy is not the, as it is during childhood. It is the infirmity of childhood which demands mercy. When you teach one thing to a child, when you teach him to walk, he falls again and again. When you teach him to talk, he makes repeated mistakes and stutters. When you teach him to read, he continuously forgets it. Even if you make him learn by rote, when you ask him to repeat again, he slips and makes the same mistakes again. At times, it is nerve-wracking to teach a child. And in fact, as long as you do not show mercy, you cannot teach a child successfully. For instance, some parents who with ignorance lose courage, rather than showing mercy, they treat them harshly right from their childhood. And you can never train a child harshly. He develops rebellion and violent reaction. Instead of receiving training, faults develop in him right from his childhood. So this verse has also illumined this wisdom for us, that those parents who give good training, they train their children with kindness. Those who have been taught this prayer are in fact Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and his companions and his followers. Therefore, the best expectations were linked to them. It has been stated that in view of infirmity, as our parents were treating us kindly and were not harsh to us, and in our training they were repeatedly treating us with forgiveness. O oh God, since in the same way my parents have become infirm, please overlook their weakness and their negligence and treat them forgivingly and mercifully. In this connection, another thing worth remembering is that the word Kama has reminded us of many responsibilities which draw our attention not only to our parents but to our children and to our coming generations. We face these responsibilities and we have been reminded as to how we should discharge them. It says, The word Kama tells us that if the parents will not bring up their children with mercy, then this prayer will not be accepted for them, because Kama means, as they brought me up from my childhood with mercy. This is the matter forgetting which Europe has developed many kinds of sufferings in their society. To treat children kindly and to give them spiritual training with mercy is also essential, so that the relationship of the children when they grow up should remain the same of mercy with their parents, of kindness and of forgiveness. If right from the infancy of children their parents remained absorbed in the pursuit of their own pleasures and gave responsibility of their children to school or to their society, and where personal relationship should be developed for their training, they ignored it. 
you must remember that here it is not talking of love for the children. The parents in each society do have love for their children. It says such love which is used in their training. It should not be such a love which spoils them. This verse has mentioned poise in love. And it has also told us that only that love is of benefit as a result of which children should get better training. So those parents who remain negligent of this, many kinds of ills take root in their societies. And when their children grow up, they neither pray for mercy for their parents from God, nor do they themselves treat them kindly. The result is that the old people's homes are filled by such parents whose children have forsaken them. Let alone treating the parents kindly, they scold them on minor negligence and break contact and treat them unkindly. In whichever societies this disease continues to spread, the expenditure of the government on the old people's homes increases. So much so that even the rich countries feel helpless and they don't have enough funds to satisfy all the needs of the elderly the needs which in fact should have been fulfilled by the children. But as the line goes, which probably is a line of Rumi. That the result which the actions produce, you must not remain ignorant of them. If you will sow wheat, only wheat will grow. And if you will sow barley, only barley will grow. Therefore, the relationship of the coming generations with the old generations is in fact a reflection of the relationship which the old generations had with their younger generation. If it was based on compassion, not just compassion, but was a compassion which was used for their training. If there was a treatment of mercy, and as a result of that mercy, the children were treated with wisdom so that their morals did not decline, but continued to improve. If they had been brought up this way, and as a result of mercy, they gave more attention to their training, then the children of such people, the grace of Allah, remember the kindness of their parents and naturally retain kind feelings towards them, and they cannot break their ties. In such a society, no generation gap can develop because generation gap is a most dangerous term and is an invention of the modern advanced world. Otherwise, in the old societies, there has never been a question of generation gap. It is not a sign of education and progress. It develops as a result of ignoring the wisdom which the Holy Quran has stated that one generation breaks the relation of love with its new generation and ignores their training. Therefore, when the new generation grows up, it moves further away from the older generation and distances develop between them. And then those distances continue to grow. Therefore, this prayer which has been taught, it has also explained its background clearly. The middle part of this prayer is that, O oh children, you should spread such gentle wings of kindness as birds shelter their young under this. The word wing has been used here so that the treatment of the birds with their young should rise like a picture before our eyes. It says, that this way you should treat your parents with love and affection as the birds rear their children and look after them, who entirely depend on them. In fact, going away from human beings, here the example has been cited of the birds. The word junah is a figure of speech. It is not necessary that it should be used for wings. It is also used to express equality. Why is it used? The reason is that it takes one's thought to the birds because the birds have the wings. The birds train their young for a long time when the young can neither see nor feed themselves. 
the parent birds stroke their beaks to make them open it for feeding. As long as they are not able to lead an independent life, the parent birds continue to work hard. There is another wisdom in this. Both parent birds work hard for their young ones. The responsibility of bringing up the young bird is not left on the mother alone. And this subject has been explained in the prayer which the Holy Quran has taught us. This is another fault in the modern societies of today and also in our old societies. Rather, in some cases, this fault is found in the third world countries far more than in the advanced countries that people think it is the job of the mother to bring up the children and train them and the fathers do not involve themselves in this. Fathers do not join the mothers and do not work hard with them. They leave it to the mothers. She can bring them up and they don't care whether she looks after them or not. The father keep busy in earning and think that we have done our duty. The prayer which the Holy Quran has taught, it tells us that, O oh my Allah, have mercy on both of them, as both of them brought me up with mercy. Mother and father should take part equally in bringing up the children, and both of them should discharge their responsibility. Considering it not as their obligation, but as a result of kindness and as a result of compassion. Therefore, you should read this prayer once again, together with then you will understand that it is the example of the bird which has been cited there, that among the animal world it is the birds who serve their young the most, and no better example of another animal can be given. Both parents work hard continuously to rear their young, and you cannot find such example of perfect and joint struggle in the animal world. They work hard together to build the nest. They struggle the same in providing food. Sometimes, rather in most of the cases, the male bird takes turn and sits on the eggs half of the time. And the other half of the time, the female bird sits on the eggs. As far as providing of the food is concerned, in that also both of them make the effort. But sometimes the male bird has to work harder to provide food. So from this prayer and this wisdom also, that in giving the right spiritual training, father should share equally this responsibility with the mother. And wherever mother and father together are showing kindness to, to children, the instances of divorce will be very rare. Such homes do not break up. Mostly those homes break up where either the mother or the father has more to do with bringing up the children and their mutations are strained to such an extent that both of them do not discharge their responsibilities of children at the same time. For this very reason, the children are spoiled as they grow up. At times they take the mother's side because the mother did more effort to bring them up and showed affection. At times they keep contact with the father and go against their mother because they know that their mother had not looked after them. It was their father who brought them up. So this way the possibilities of breakup of homes increase. This state of affair can then result into such dangerous situation, the signs of which can be seen these days in every advanced country. The children then face danger from their parents. In some areas of Europe, according to the police investigation, 30% homes are such where children are not safe from their parents, so that they become a target of sex abuse. So where this is the situation, how can this prayer work? O oh, our Lord, have mercy on our parents 
as they had shown mercy when I was a child. This prayer is of such righteous society where the parents did not only treat their children in a general manner and did not just discharge their general responsibilities but treated them most kindly. They trained them with compassion and not with anger. To give training, kindness is necessary. You must remember where a man shows impatience and shows anger and beats up his children and call them names. The subject of training no longer applies there. Man's excited state is in control. With anger, one cannot give spiritual training. For this very Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, once expressed much displeasure on one of his companions about whom he had heard that he was harsh to his children and wanted to correct them with corporal punishment. Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, expressed such displeasure that very seldom was Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, seen to express such displeasure. He reminded him in and again that why don't you pray for them? This shows that the pious people of God who have true faith, they give the most importance in their effort to prayer. In the prayer, this aspect has also come before us. The path which was followed by those who were bestowed blessings of Allah, they did not just treat their children kindly, but used to pray for them also. They said the prayers out of kindness, because as a result of their kindness, they could not have adopted harsh methods. In extreme situations, they could not exceed the limits. They had realized that it is not the command of Allah that I should forcibly correct them, and as a result, developed in their heart, and they were inclined to say prayers. Therefore, those people who are of Mun'am Alehim group, who were enabled by God to walk successfully on that path, which was the path of those who were bestowed divine blessings. They prayed much for their children. As a result of that, when Allah taught to do kindness in return, He ended this subject on prayer. He says, they were treating you kindly, and this kindness included their prayers. The word Kama has told us that their prayers were definitely included, because if the prayers were not included, then why should Allah have taught the prayers? Thus, to end this subject on prayer imparts great charm to this prayer and makes it most magnificent. How perfect is the book of Allah! It has named all matters connected with spiritual training. It has mentioned the relations of two generations and has mentioned those dangers which we are likely to face, of which he have been warned. And then we have been told that the best method of spiritual training is prayer alone. So, as your parents express their kindness to you through prayer, at the end you should also say this prayer. And this prayer has been placed after the command to show kindness. You should spread your wings of kindness on them. You should take them under the protection of your wings. So apparently the whole thing is completed. But then it said, no, as long as you will not say this prayer with it, you will not in fact be able to return kindness with kindness. So this prayer has completed this subject. If at the time of this prayer we keep all these things in view, then a great depth develops in this prayer and it is given great height. And this prayer is of benefit for the coming generation as well as for the past generations and has shown equal effect in all directions. This subject is deeply linked to the unity of Allah because for the unity in society it is necessary to establish unity of Allah at a high level. And the unity in society is possible only when a deep and unshattering relationship is established of the parents with their children.
and of the children with their parents. As a result of this alone, families are made stable. As a result of this alone, the unity in the society develops, where the family relations break up, where the parents start separating from the children, there the society breaks up and divides into factions. And a divided society cannot be established on unity. This subject has another deep link with the unity. That is, one link is that after his unity, Allah loves this the most, that a believer should return kindness with kindness. And the other link is what I have just mentioned. Now I will tell you another prayer. In chapter Al-Kahf, verse 11, is this prayer. Rabbana Athena, milla dunka rahmatam, wahayyelana min amrena rashada. That, O our Lord, grant us mercy from yourself. Wahayyelana min amrena rashada. And for us from yourself, create means of guidance and straighten our affairs. There is all ground to this prayer. This prayer is of those dwellers of cave, about whom the Holy Quran says that when to live in the world had become difficult for them, then instead of breaking their link with unity of Allah, they preferred to go into the caves rather than live on the land, and thus led their life hiding from the people so that they should continue to remain firm on their faith in unity. So this prayer is also deeply linked to the unity. I recall the time when a jamaat of young men were entering the cave and preferred the caves. Living in the cave, they prayed that, O oh God, now we have no hope of of mercy from the world. In this prayer, the word Minladunka means that whatever you have to give us from yourself, you should grant us that. If any milk of mercy was left in the world, what need did we have to enter the caves like the animals instead of living on the land? This is a mention of those believers in the unity of God of the first, second and third century of Christianity, who had given great sacrifices for the sake of unity. They had to give these sacrifices also because of the atrocities of the Roman government and some prejudiced Christian sects, who had gradually been misled from the faith in unity of Allah towards Trinity. Therefore, this mention about them is of historical importance for all those people who will be made to suffer in the way of Allah and who will be put through great trials. Previously, I had put a prayer of Hazrat Joseph before you, and Allah has said that best of the narratives, that Hazrat Joseph prayed that, O oh God, to whatever pleasures these women call me, O my Lord, prison is more attractive to me than involving myself in these physical pleasures because of their effort to tempt me and thus ignore your pleasure. This is somewhat similar prayer. In the beginning, the Christian nation has also given great prices for the sake of Allah and to keep alive its memory, the Holy Quran has told us that compared to living on the land, they preferred to live in the cave. Forsaking civilization, they returned to the ancient times when man had not yet been civilized and submitted that, O oh Allah, we have no hope of mercy from the people of the world. Now there is none to grant beside you, so please grant us mercy from yourself. And as a result of your grace and mercy alone, Keep us firm on guidance, because we are giving this sacrifice for the sake of guidance. If despite living in the caves, we become deprived of guidance, 
or were misled once again, then our sacrifices will be wasted. This prayer fits the situation of Jamaat Ahmadiyya. Therefore, remembering especially the sacrifices of the first Messiah, you must retain the same preferences which the followers of the first Messiah had chosen. That for the sake of the we will not let the guidance be sacrificed. And being frightened of the atrocities, we will not leave the path of guidance. And seeking help from Allah, even if we will be deprived of all human rights, even then, with prayers to God, we will willingly accept that life. I thought of this because at times the Ahmadis who are suffering in Pakistan write letter that our promotion is stopped. The children write that we are treated badly in the field of education. They do not give us our rights and they don't think that they are the followers of Messiah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that how great sacrifices were given by the Messiah of Moses and with firm footing they have remained steadfast on those sacrifices. They did not at all care how far they are deprived of human rights and the Holy Quran says they were deprived so much that it was impossible for them to live on the surface of the earth. It was not possible for them to live a life like human beings. So if the followers of Messiah of Moses, peace be on him, had done such sacrifices, then after attributing themselves to Messiah of Muhammad wasallam, such small things do not befit this jamaat. The enemy can do what they like and continue to unleash atrocities to whatever extent they prefer. But saying this prayer, the Jamaat Ahmadiyya will seek steadfastness from Allah and mercy from Allah. Then, inshallah, their courage will never be defeated and Allah will always keep their courage high. Now I will put one prayer before you of Hazrat Zakaria, which was said for the desire of children. But what kind of children were desired? and why such desire was expressed. I have put its background previously before you in connection with the prayer of Zechariah. This prayer has its own separate glory. There is a deep feeling of pain in this prayer and there is an expression of deep faithfulness to God and a display of constancy of his relationship with God. Kafaya and Swad this is how this verse of chapter Mary starts. Kaf, Ha, Ya and Swad. These are the letters of abbreviations and in these some attributes of Allah have been mentioned. After this Allah says, Zikro Rahmate Rabbeka Abdahu Zakariya O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam We are now going to narrate the of your Lord with the mention of our special servant, Zechariah. When there is some specially important matter, then generally one is first alerted about it, that look, now there is going to be a great mention. So this way the Holy Quran has started an introduction to it. First, Allah mentioned his attributes, about which the explanation of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is recorded in Fatahul Bayan. It is reported by Umehani that by Kaf is meant Kafin, that is, Allah is sufficient for his servant. Then, same word Kafin is found in is not sufficient for his servant. Many of the Ahmadis where the rings engraved with this. So the first thing is attributes about which the explanation of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is recorded in Fatahul Bayan. It is reported by Ummahani that by Kaf is meant Kafin, that is, Allah is sufficient for his servant.
the same word kafin is found in is Allah not sufficient for his servant? Many of the Ahmadis wear the rings engraved with this. So the first thing is kaf. That why should there be a question of losing hope in Allah? Is he not sufficient for his servant? Then the letter ha means hadin, the one who grants guidance. He is the one, if he so wills, he can keep his servant firmly established on guidance. Otherwise, man cannot remain firm on guidance. Ya is a word of address that, O God, who is sufficient to help his servant and to guide him. The letter an is for alim or alim, the all-knowing. And swad means sadiq, the truthful. Alim, the knower, is used in the sense that Allah knows best whether some children are of benefit to someone or not. Why does he grant children and why does he not grant children? And Sadiq, the truthful, in the sense that if he were to make a promise, it is certainly fulfilled even if apparently there is no possibility of the birth of a child. So after mentioning these divine attributes, he says, now we will mention the kindness we showed very loving servant Zakariah. In a very muffled voice, as one sighs, and painful voices rise from his mouth and his throat, which are not fully understood by the listener, but one guesses that some painful thing is being mentioned. So in such a state, Hazrat Zakariah said a prayer to God and supplicated to his Lord, which was, O my Allah, my bones have grown feeble, and old age has overwhelmed my head and has become excited as fire is ablaze. And this way, my head is shining with greyness. O Allah, see my faithfulness. Even now, I have not lost hope in what I pray to you. How great is this prayer! An old man whose bones have become feeble, who does not have the strength to stand properly, whose hair have become grey. Not only this, but Allah says, Oh Allah, it is not me who is weak, my wife is barren. She is not fit to bear children. How great is this trust in Allah, that you will see no example of it anywhere in the world. Allah has preserved for us such great prayers, that it is most enjoyable to say the prayer. The more difficult is this path, the more easy it is when we read the mention of the prayers of those who have been bestowed blessings and see how those paths had become easy for them. Now hear this. Allah says that my servant said this prayer to me. My bones have become feeble. My head is ablaze with greatness. O Allah, I have never lost hope in your mercy. I fear my relations after me that we don't know how they will treat us. And my wife is barren and she has no child who may look after her and protect her. She will be left alone in this world. Grant me from yourself a friend. And this prayer to grant a friend has also asked for his piety at the same time, because unpious children cannot befriend the pious. How great is this eloquence and rhetoric! 
the prayer of Hazrat Zakaria, as they say, is worthy of being written in golden letters. But of what worth are golden letters? A prayer which Allah has preserved in His own book. More than that, no other glitter or ink make it to last for good. Then he said, that I want such a child which should be my heir and heir of the house of Jacob. And this heritage was the heritage of piety and was not the heritage of worldly treasures. You should make him such that you should be pleased with him. It is obvious from the prayer. It is prayer that it looks it can never be rejected. The way the subject is touched, the way it is started, the heart of man as he reads it is filled with certainty and his heart automatically bears witness that it is impossible that Allah will not accept this prayer. For instance, immediately after this prayer, it does not say that Allah then heard his prayer, but has given an immediate reply. That, O oh my servant Zachariah, we are giving you the glad tiding of his son. He shall be Yahya. You will see no example of such a name before. Never has anyone ever given his son this name which we are giving today. He shall be extraordinary son. He will be without parallel as shall be his name. And his name is Yahya. Now the name Yahya means who lives on. Why was he given the name Yahya? The fact is that in this was also the good news of his martyrdom. Hazrat Yahya was martyred and about the martyred Allah gives witness that they are living and the Hay applies on them. You in your folly consider them dead but they are granted everlasting life. So in view of some wisdom Allah had deprived Hazrat Zakariah of children. In view of that wisdom Hazrat Jesus was also deprived of children. Those wisdoms had demanded that this succession must not continue because this succession was going to be changed. Therefore Allah did not change those wisdom but he still accepted the prayer and regarding Hazrat Yahya he said he will live on. Here the glad tiding of granting him life is that as long as you will live you will see him alive. As long as your wife will live she will see him alive and you too will not suffer any pain. Your eyes will have delight, but after you we will grant him that everlasting which is granted through martyrdom. So if you reflect on the prayers which have been preserved in the Holy Quran, you will find there are great oceans of wisdom which have been put in a nutshell. Why are the prayers accepted and for what reason they are accepted? All these things are concealed in this. They are apparently hidden from the sight, but if you reflect, you can understand them. So those parents who say such a prayer for their children, which is a prayer of natural wish that grant us a child, grant us a child. Why should he grant them? They don't want to know. Whether it is a pious or unpious, they don't want to ask it. They are dying for their natural desire that we are going to pass away childless. But the prayers of the prophets which Allah has preserved for us, the prayers of the pious ladies which have been preserved for us, they have always asked for such children who are pious, who are godly, who have the capacity to be friends of the pious people and who should inherit the piety of their pious parents. So the ass who are deprived of blessings of children should pray with this desire 
and with this tradition and should always pray for pious children. Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, says that all other prayers for children are discarded and are worldly desires and have no relevance. I will now mention a prayer of Hazrat Moses, peace be upon him, and then end this subject for being, because today it is the annual convention of the Khuddam and there are going to be many other programs. The rest of the subject will inshallah continue later on. This prayer of Hazrat Moses is mentioned in the Holy Quran. O my Lord, enlighten my mind. And whatever responsibility you have placed on me, make it for me. For the callers unto Allah, for those who set out to invite people to Allah, this prayer is an unexpected blessing. It is a great blessing. Keeping this prayer in mind and saying this prayer exactly with the same spirit and feeling as Hazrat Moses, peace be upon him, had said it. If a caller unto Allah will set out to invite great tyrant of the time with the grace of Allah, he will be given clarity of His speech will be made effective. His difficulties will be made easy. And he will be saved from the fear of that tyrant. That I cannot talk properly, I stutter and cannot talk fluently. And I am taking your message to the most tyrant of the present time. It is only you alone. Please loosen the of my tongue. And grant me such eloquence in speech that whatever I speak, people should understand me fully. I should not just be a speaker, but the speech should instill from the mind to the heart, and they should understand it fully. Then he said, And from my family, grant me an assistant. My brother Aaron, I beg you this also. Through him, strengthen my hand, my strength. And the grace you have shown me, also make him share it. In the world, a man does not want others to share things, but we have been taught a prayer to beg Allah to make others to share in good deeds that it is not such a wealth which you should restrict to yourself and should be stingy to share it with others. In good things, you should beg Allah to make others to share it. That, O Allah, grant us this so that we should join together to glorify you. And remember you much. O Allah, you are ever watching over us. The assistant which Hazrat Moses begged in this prayer, he gave the reason that I cannot speak effectively, although at the same time he also prayed that, O God, loosen the knots of my tongue. Give me power of speech and give me power of effective talk so that the listener can understand my message clearly. Despite this, he asked for an assistant because his heart was not fully satisfied whether or not he would have discharged this responsibility fully. Allah accepted both his prayers. He didn't an assistant, but Allah knew that there was no need for it, and thus a highly interesting subject developed. Allah says, that when we gave command, as a result of the prayer of Moses, we gave command to both of them. Allah said, O Moses and his brother, you both go to Pharaoh, for 
he has exceeded all limits. But as you speak to him, you both should speak gently because he holds a great position in the world and he will not be able to understand the message if you speak to him stiffly. What need was there to ask them to speak gentle words? In fact, it is the answer to the prayer of Hazrat Moses who had supplicated, O oh Allah, enable me to speak such words they can understand. So the command of gentle speech is not because of any awe of Pharaoh. It was not because of fear. It is the secret of human nature which is being disclosed here that when you talk to people of high position, if you will talk stiffly, thinking that you are a representative of God, therefore you need not show gentle manner, then you will certainly be able to talk and Allah can protect you. But they will not understand what tell them. Such worldly people who consider themselves above everyone because of their worldly position, they are accustomed to hear gentle words. The gentle talk can influence them and stiff talk and loud voice can inflame them and they become upset. So this advice of gentle words is a sign of the acceptance of the prayer that they may understand what I say and it is as a result of it that this advice has been given. This way it is possible that he might take heed or fear Allah. When they both went there, you can see that each time both of them have been given the command with the dual pronoun. Pharaoh did not address both, but he addressed Hazrat Moses and said, that, O Moses, you tell me who is the Lord of you too. Pharaoh had understood that they both were representatives, but he is the senior representative, therefore I will address him. After that, the whole talk was done by Hazrat Moses. Hazrat Aaron did not say a single word. Moses replied, not both. He is our Lord who gave everything its form and guided it to its proper function. So you can see with what subtle way and how minutely the whole prayer has been accepted. Allah that Hazrat Moses will be given the power and he will not need any assistant. But since Allah had much loved his servant, who had asked for a helper in piety, therefore Allah accepted that prayer as well as the prayer. And Allah enlightened his mind also. Throughout the Holy Quran, where there is a mention of dialogue with Pharaoh, you will only hear Hazrat Moses talking and no mention of Hazrat Aaron's talk with Pharaoh. So, da'ine ilallah, the caller unto Allah, should also pray for helpers and let their brothers share it with them and make them their companions in these spiritual blessings which they receive from Allah and should not show miserliness in this but should pray that Allah may make them self-sufficient and they should be worthy that each listener should hear their words with attention and understanding. And the mention of Allah should influence him. He should have fear of Allah and should understand the message. May Allah enable us to do so. Amin. This subject will continue in the next sermon. But before ending this sermon, I want to make an appeal for another prayer. The Jamaat of Japan, being small and despite being financially an average Jamaat, is very prominent in sacrifice. Firstly, you should pray that Allah may increase their capacity of sacrifice and should grant them steadfastness. These sacrifices should not be temporary, 
but should advance further and the way they do sacrifices allah may continue to increase their capacity much higher i thought of it especially because when i visited japan although there are two missions but they have no mosque just to buy land for the mosque is a difficult task it is not easy to buy land and secondly the land is very expensive and the jamaat is very small they don't have the capacity to buy such a land recently before coming here i have received the decision of their majlis-e shura consultative council and with great courage they have decided that depending entirely on our own resources standing on our own feet we will build a mosque in japan in the next 3 years for the first year they have promised to collect 300000 pounds and the same amount again for each of the following 2 years according to their calculation it comes to 200 pounds per member per month those of you who are buying houses on mortgage they pay 500 to 600 pounds a year to repay the interest and some part of the original loan and they know how difficult it is but since it is their own house they bear hardship and in hard times also they continue to pay their installments so this small jamaat in japan has set an amazing example that for the house of allah the whole jamaat have accepted the responsibility of contributing on average 200 pounds per month and they have resolved that whatever way possible they will inshallah establish the first purpose built mosque in japan within the next 3 years so you should pray that allah may enable them to fulfill their resolve and he may expands and keep their courage high and enable them always to remain firm on their sacrifices and whatever they spend in the way of allah he may continue to grant them far more from the hidden means amen Alhamdulillah na'amuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'minu bihi wa natawakkalah wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlilhu fala hadiyalah ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهان الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم ودوه يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله اكبر